Hi, I am Jennifer Victor, an Associate Professor of Political Science at George Mason University in the Shar School of Policy and Government, and I am here today with uh, Bethany Albertson. I'm an Associate Professor in the School of Government at the University of Texas, Austin. And Bethany and I have just been sitting here brainstorming about a little puzzle that is just gotten in my head that I, I can't let go of at the moment. Um, and that is these uh, surveys that came out, uh, some survey results that came out earlier this year from Brightline Watch, the terrific scholars uh, up at Dartmouth ha who have this great uh, longitudinal survey going on, um, where they're evaluating the status and health of American democracy. And in their most recent release that came out a couple of months ago, actually, I think this one came out maybe in February of this year. Um, surprisingly, it showed that among political scientists, the political scientists sort of um, rate the health of U.S. democracy has gone up. So it it got to a low around the time of the election um, at sort of the 60 points mark out of a scale of 100. Um, and uh, it, it's ticked back up uh, to the high 60s now. Um, but among Republican or Trump supporters, rather, uh, there's been a real drop off. Um, and among sort of mainstream Democrats, um, their rate of increase is very similar to what the political scientists, the experts have said, um, but uh, overall their measures are lower than the political scientists. So the reason this started me getting my, my curiosity going is because it doesn't really match exactly what I experience on Twitter, where a lot of political scientists are often wringing their hands and setting their hair on fire about threats to democracy. And so I wondered, Bethany and I were just talking about all the, the explanations, the, the hypotheses that might explain this puzzle. Um, and maybe one that I thought of is that it looks like the rate of change in political science experts rating of this stuff is pretty similar um, to general Democrats. And maybe what we're seeing is, is just a partisanship effect among uh, Democrats, or excuse me, among political scientists themselves that reflect that most of them hold Democratic Party ID. What do you think, Bethany? I think that could be it as one of the political scientists on Twitter who's who's raising uh, alarm bells all the time. Um, I'm certainly in that camp. Um, it could be that they're disproportionately Democrat and that's driving it. Um, to take that a step further, maybe um, academics in general are more likely to be in these bubbles where they're not seeing signs of um, continued, uh, uh, you know, for some people the election isn't over, right? Um, and, and if you drive outside of major cities um, where lots of universities are located, you still see lots of Trump signs, lots of, of um, you know, signs of, of people who are still, as someone who's just driven across, you know, half of the country, um, seeing signs, uh, Biden is not my president, right? Um, and, and if you're not seeing those signs, then, then maybe you're a little more comfortable with the state of democracy. I don't know. What do you think? We have a few more. Hypotheses. Yeah, I think that's possible. It, I mean, it's also the case that, you know, even though there was a violent insurrection at the chief, you know, the, the legislature and we had a presidential candidate refuse to concede. And I don't have the numbers totally in front of me, but some high percentage of Republicans refuse to believe the election outcomes like those to me all seem like standing uh, um, existing, continuing to exist threats to democracy. But at the same time, 
We still had an inauguration. We had a peaceful transition of power. We had a hugely successful election, actually, where more people voted than ever had ever voted before. Um, and, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, the stress test that elections pose to a democracy, the United States largely passed those things. Um, and so maybe some of the uptick among um, those uh, those experts is just recognizing that even though there are these threats, um, actually we're, we're perhaps more robust or resilient than, than maybe we thought. Yeah, yeah, and it's also possible, you know, that the data predates some of the more alarming things we've seen um, in terms of moves by state legislatures to make it harder to vote, to allow judges to, um, you know, uh, overrule or to redirect votes that have been cast by citizens. Um, and I'm speaking as a Texan here, um, but we're seeing similar efforts in other states as well um, that are, are deeply alarming, uh, I think. Um, and so maybe it will just take a little while for that to show up in the data among the experts. Yeah, that's a great point. It'll be really interesting to see in the next wave how things come out. And it seems like one of, I mean, one of my takeaways from our conversation and, and thinking this through is that, you know, there's a difference between this idea of how we perceive the threats to democracy um, and, and how those threats affect the quality of the democracy versus the things that have actually happened, like the stripping away of voting rights are things that are actually happening in places like Texas. Um, and so the, those are in real time, not just threats to the democratic system, but actual um, tangible degradations of important rights for citizens in a democracy. Um, and so sometimes those two things, the perception and the actual things that go on, maybe don't go together all that well. And I'm sure there's a lot of measurement error in these things, too, that are really hard to, to aggregate and to summarize. But it's a it's a cool question to think about. Thanks for chatting about it with me. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Thanks, everybody. Bye.